here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarron. Why not bring Virgil back? He's in the game. Cross promotion. Bring him back. Jeff Hawkins. We have more stories for Virgil than we have half of our mid-card. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know with your explanation how they can't bring him back at this point. This year is coming up, Virgil. He needs the money. A friend in need is a pest. R.I.P. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Talk a little bit more about that. No Mercy is Sunday. We'll preview. Bailey is back, and they blow it again. And Glow finishes strong in their last two episodes. This is Shake Them Ropes episode, I believe it's 230, correct, Rob? Uh, This episode is episode 230. Outstanding. And that's your host, as always, Mr. Rob McCarron. I'm the official accountant here on Shake Them Ropes. Um, Well, yeah, Bailey comes back, they blow it, then they blow the other one because they have the blow-up men. I mean, that's what she did. That's what happens, except there were no blow-up men this week. So today, (laughs) this week, we didn't have the blow-up men. They actually did not blow it. They literally did not blow it. Can can I get this out of my system a little bit? Uh, You may (laughs) not get it out of your system because I want to, before you get this out of your system, I want to uh, give you these facts, Okay. Uh, first of all, Bailey had been gone since July, had no idea, didn't realize it was that long. Her last six matches on Raw before leaving, her last five matches, rather, um, before this short little break, were all victories. If there's anyone in this now five-way match at No Mercy that belongs in there, it's Bailey. <laughs> I thought you had a follow-up point. I'm waiting there. I'm going, okay. Bailey belongs. Bailey belongs. But I know you want to get more into the return on ah. WWE Raw. I mean, do, do we want to go with Heenan first or do we want to go with, with just into it? Let's, Bobby, uh, Heenan, let, Bobby let, Heenan will be later. Okay. Let me. Oh, she gets this giant hometown pop and then goes in for a triple team on a heel. I mean, all you had to do was to rebuild her into what she was before. Go in, belly to Bailey, leave. And she'd be a rock star right now, but they wanted to protect Nia. I understand that, but Nia doesn't need the protection if she's winning the match, which I think she is. So why not do that to set up her as a competitor? And I, then, uh, and then, hmm, and then hmm, they have her hmm. double team the other heel. It's just. Well, this write is where I'm lost. Write a damn baby face correctly. That's all I ask. What in your mind makes you think, though, that Bailey is a baby face? Jeez, oh, really, fool? Uh, she's, gonna... she's been a heel for several months. <laughs> uh, Nia Jax is the clear number one baby on that roster, Nia Jax is the best Bailey. Bailey, uh, Bailey coming in and showing why. And the girl can't talk. The girl can't hit a belly to Bailey. Uh, the girl can't do anything. Uh, Bailey is a disaster. She's a lost cause. You might as well release her. 
Okay. I'm no selling that. Where's Alicia Fox in all this, by the way? She's on Instagram, like traveling or something. It, it's very odd. It's like, we don't need you right now. Go do something else for a while. Okay. <laughs> this has been, has it been, it's been nearly a year of this ever since the original brand split by original brand split. I mean, the one from last year where you just get all the multi-women matches on the show. They can't mm-hmm. have two matches on the show. They can't have, God forbid, they have three. I mean, that was that was something they're never going to try again, apparently. Uh, we have five women on the roster. Oh, Bailey's back. Okay, put her in this match, too. We're just going to yeah. have uh, one match for the championship. Whoever comes out alive is the champion. They did They did the same thing on SmackDown, they too. They did. A multi-women match. They it's did. Like... At some point, they it's a conspiracy against Alexa Bliss is what it is. Because she was the champion there where it was multi-women coming all over her. Uh, what? Did, what? Uh-huh. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> coming all We're for gonna her. We're going to have to suspend you for another week. Damn. I appreciate my time, everybody. It is time to go. Um, uh, Ring of Honor. Okay. They announced more tickets coming up for their October 15th show in Chicago featuring Kenny Omega. So I, initially I was blocked. I was left out. I didn't get to the tickets in time. I wasn't going to attend. Well, guess what? A fabulous listener of the show hit me up at Shake Them Ropes. Let me know, hey, more tickets have been released. So I got one. So I and the wife, we will both be making an appearance October 15th in Chicago for Ring of Honor. And I mentioned that because... Currently, the champion of Ring of Honor is Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And Cody Rhodes has been in the news this week, somewhat related to WWE, as Jeff ah, Hawkins, yes. WWE, is bringing back Starcade. <sighs> Man. Yeah, but Stark, it's kind of like when they brought back the Great American Bash. Oh, Jeff. It's uh-huh. worse. I know. I it saw is, the lineup. It is a live event. Oh, in a good way, it's sort of good. You're going to sell these live event tickets. You got this on Black Friday, I believe, is what it. No, it's on uh, the Saturday, isn't it? The October 25th or November 25th, which I believe it, is the it, Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's that weekend. It's that weekend. All right. So they're doing Starcade, um, original stomping grounds of the old NWA and Dub C Dub. Greensboro, North Carolina. Yep. Flair country, if you will. Mm-hmm. And Cody Rhodes made a tweet. If you're at least going to bring back the name my father created, might as well book Gold Dust, Dustin Rhodes, who appeared this week on Raw as Dustin Rhodes. And Michael Hayes, one of the, uh, what would you call him right now? He's, he's basically, he makes the lineups for these house shows in a lot of ways. I would call him an executive producer. He is. He's an executive producer. It's a good uh, good phrase for him. He uh, He made... Inroads to Cody Rhodes. He tweeted at him basically. Hey, do you want to team up with Goldust? Do you want to? Do you want to come and work Starcade? And Cody Rhodes has not, as far as I know, replied to that direct request. Uh, maybe he. Maybe he will. I doubt it. I doubt it highly. It's also a SmackDown branded show, so really Goldust may not even work that show. But is it not? at least worth exploring for WWE that, Hey, bring back some of these names, especially when you're in the market, you're on the holidays. Like it's a live event. 
Maybe add some importance to it. Give it the name. Book some title matches. You're not going to have anything important going down on the show, most likely, but why the hell not? You own the name Starcade, bring it back. Right, but if you're going to use the name, you want the feel, too, and you're never going to get that same, you know, those hot Greensboro crowds. You know, Starcade had a lot of blood. It had a lot of stipulation matches, and it, and it was really the big blow-off of the year type thing. It was a big deal. And, and, you know, looking at the card, you look at that and go, well, that's your random SmackDown house show right there. That's nothing special. And, you know, the the one thing on on the flyer I saw that really piqued my interest was the Rock and Roll Express being advertised. Am I, are they they going to have a match with the Hardys on, on, on the show? That'll be interesting. I would imagine they won't wrestle at all. But they'll just make okay. appearances just like, appearance? hey, hey okay. these are the Rock and Roll Express. The, this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Uh, this is uh, this is Shane McMahon. This is so it'll be like Slamboree. This is Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, it'll be yeah. like Slamboree. Why not? Uh, yeah, obviously, there's not enough time, not enough room in this show. You got Cody Rhodes on the show. You got the Young Bucks on the show. We have video. Pat- you don't have the Young Bucks on yeah, the show. The Bucks of Youth on this show. There's too many people. Uh-huh. Not enough. Uh, not enough space. Look, uh-huh. there's not enough time for video packages about charity and stuff. So we have to. <laughs> yes. Them. Not, not, uh, yes, that is, uh, that is accurate. Uh, so Starcade is coming back. What other WCW names is Halloween Havoc going to make a return is, uh, what, what are the great na- uncensored WWE uncensored on a house show? You have a steel cage match with two old dudes. I know what people want. They want fall brawl and they want the war games, but they're people, not getting it. People want the war games. Saw people talking about, Hey, if there was ever a time to bring back war games with Hunter in charge, might be time to do that in NXT. You got all these factions fighting out. You got Authors of Pain. You got Sanity. You got the Undisputed Era. You have all these factions going to war. Could war games be coming? First of all, they can't do it at full sale. Not enough room in that building for two rings. No. Take it on the road. Go do some... Uh, where's Survivor Series this year? Houston? Yes. All right. Whatever the next pay-per-view is, whatever, the, wherever the Royal Rumble is, Philadelphia, there you go. Do Fall Brawl War Games in January in Philly. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Um, no, I mean, I understand the nostalgia value, but even now, I mean, we're past the point of that kind of nostalgia, really. It, it's now... You know, even my that's my nostalgia. My nostalgia is passe. That's almost past your nostalgia, to be honest with you. War games? The first war no, games? No, no, no. I meant Starcade. Oh, Starcade. Starcade having a brand oh. name of any kind. I mean, I was I was there watching for the best Starcade of all time, featuring the Hogan Sting main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also there for the best fall brawl war games of all time, with Kurt Hennig turning on Ric Flair. Oh, evil doer. Joining the NWO. Okay. <laughs> I believe those were the inaugural events as well, having never happened beforehand. Speaking of late 90s WCW, Bobby the Brain Heenan passed away this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Bobby was, uh, he was, I always love Bobby Heenan because he was on Nitro for all three hours. You would shift. Lee Marshall around with Tony Schiavone and Dusty Rhodes and Eric Bischoff and and uh, who's the Mike Tanay 
all these guys. Actually, Larry Sabisco. That's not true. He'd he'd come on hour two and replace Sabisco. How dare you call me wrong? You're telling me that WCW wouldn't even put Bobby Heenan on both hours of Nitro? Well, this was when it expanded to three. Three hours? Yes. Three hours? God, I'm so glad wrestling programming isn't three hours at a time anymore. <laughs> can't can't relive those <laughs> can't nitro relive days. Those, yeah. Oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yes, no. that was that was an elaborate setup, and I'm glad you picked up on that because I of course know Larry Zabisco did the first hour. That okay. was the point. WCW wouldn't let Bobby Heenan of all people work the whole show. Anyway, Bobby Heenan was fantastic in the limited I saw of him. Everything I've seen pre-96 was video vignettes, so you will be able to discuss the career of Bobby Heenan as much as you may want, better than I would. Jeff Hawkins, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Hall of Famer of Hall of Famers. Oh, yeah. Possibly the best manager ever. Um, I, I, I won't dispute anybody telling you that because all the great managers, at least from my time, took something from Bobby Heenan. Um you know, the whole rich bratty type character was aped a little bit both by Cornette and Paulie Dangerously, who I think are probably the two contemporaries or even in the running for best manager uh, with him, unless you count Jimmy Hart in Memphis. Um, it, it's so weird to me because I'm, I'm listening to the eulogies of Bobby Heenan and I agree with them all. I mean, he was hilarious. Um, but by the time I got to WWF fandom and got it on the regular um, you know, I had him on commentary and he was the guy on Saturday night's main event who, who basically repped the guy who was fighting Hogan every quarter. And he was doing broad comedy on bad wrestling shows like primetime wrestling, which had like 20 minute prelim matches that were just got awful, but he was very funny and very good and very good at talking. But once I got YouTube. I mean, way back when, and, and people started uploading a lot of stuff, and, and I bought a few compilations. Bobby Heenan's AWA stuff is some of the most fantastic manager promos and just work ever. And all he did in the WWF was kind of a watered-down version of what he was doing in the AWA. I mean, his work with Nick Bockwinkle mm-hmm. is just fantastic that that duo and 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 they played off of each other i mean he got real heat and he drew money and that's why they brought him into the wwf where they kind of then went to the more entertainment route with him and Mm. you know i know i know a lot of wwf heavy fans you know love him and gorilla and they're great and they loved him on commentary because he was so quick-witted and and they liked him you know managing and stuff but he really didn't do uh, as much. I mean, his his run in WWF is a lot shorter too than his work in the AWA. But it it seems so odd to me when when you have more of a complete picture and watching Heenan's promos and things of that nature. Like they gave him these great talkers like Rude or Anderson and Blanchard, and then those guys never talked. It was always Bobby doing the talking, which is interesting in its own right. But. Uh, Bobby's also the the one guy who Bobby, like I know him, Heenan is the one guy who could uh, who really just took magnificent bumps a, as a manager. I mean, and that's where you know being a former worker it, it really came in handy for him. But uh, former worker, I'm unfamiliar with this. I was reading David Shoemaker's great piece from the Ringer 
Uh-huh. And according to him, Bobby Heenan was a manager first, although he eventually wrestled. Mm, that would be incorrect. Oh, what? <laughs> How dare you call out yeah. all of these inaccuracies? This is unbelievable to me. No, but uh, you know what? I it's very funny. Um, I know. Some, Thank some, you. You're some welcome. Lines, some, yeah, some lines he can't uh, you can't repeat anymore. They, they were that politically incorrect. Uh, and, uh, you know what? I mean, one of the best color commentators of all time, one of the best managers of all time. What more can you say other than that? I mean, every other wrestler came out and, uh, and, and said all that. I, I watched the Bobby Heenan, uh, beyond the ring on, on TV and Jesus, God, I wish WWE didn't write its own history. Cause it's just so, so WWE heavy, like, like. Did you ever see clips of the Bobby Heenan show, the talk show they did for like the I, last half hour yes, of primetime wrestling? I do remember. With Jameson as his sidekick and like mm-hmm. the Rossetti sister. Vince goes out and goes, Bobby was really ahead of his time. <laughs> I just like, just almost lost my every everything about it when, when he said that. It, that was so bad. And the, the only saving grace of that was Bobby was so quick to insult everybody that was on that show. But, uh, just just a great talent, and uh, it's, it's a shame. So uh, here's the thing about Bobby Heenan, right? Everyone universally praised. Everyone loves him. Everyone's talking about how great he was. He was the nicest guy out of the ring, too. He was super professional. He would keep it fun. Very entertaining. People grew up on him. Yes, all these good things. Excellent. He fucked up Hogan's debut in the NWO, right? Can we at least admit that? <laughs> Can we at least we had, we had admit this argument, didn't we? Can we, we at least of- admit that he botched that? But, but whose hey, side is he on? Yeah. Whose okay. side is he on? As if Bobbert Heenan. It's all right, though. It's okay. Doesn't ruin an entire career. And some may say that it actually worked out better that way, and that that little ounce of foreshadowing or that little brief moment to make you think wait what what did he say is something going down here it may have made the moment better that's all well and good we'll never know i i strongly encourage listeners to go on a time sink and go on youtube and just watch heenan and bockwinkle promos for hours they're great watch the promos he's certainly better than most people who are talking on wrestling program these days Oof. most people hmm uh, Bailey is back. Did you know this, Jeff? We move on. <laughs> I am so angry about that. Just keep going. Bailey has come back. She keeps winning matches. Kind of makes you think, why the hell wasn't she in the title match to begin with? What mm-hmm. took him so long? What took Kurt Angle so long? Is Jason Jordan getting in people's faces and referencing his daddy? Is Kurt Angle a little busy? Is he is he failing his duties as the commissioner slash GM or whatever the hell he is of Raw because of his son? Would you like to see more consistency out of Mr. Angle? <laughs> that WWE, the after school special. You know, Dad, I just want to make you proud of me and going out. You can't lose your cool like that. Then you become jeez. Oh, um we got to the match finally. I really, gonna have- I really thought that they were going to be done with referencing the whole Kurt Angle son thing. I thought it would be an introduction. You go a couple of weeks, 
Kurt Angle's like, okay, I'm not going to be in your business, whatever. Whatever you earn is all on you. And they just keep doing segments reminding us that this is his son. I'm like, okay, uh, leave us out of it. We don't care. Have your own therapy session. You got to understand, no, but that's Vince in a nutshell, man. If people hate the idea, he's going to double down on it to prove to you it works. It happened on SmackDown twice tonight. I just don't know what the end game is. If Kurt Angle's never going to wrestle, who who the hell cares? Well, well, because Kurt's a star, and then you can, uh, I mean, just... Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of this either. But uh, we're getting the Intercontinental Title match at No Mercy. We are getting the Intercontinental Title match at No Mercy. We'll talk about that now. No Mercy is this Sunday. Uh, a very good lineup for a pay per view. Uh, excellent lineup. Uh, looks like it's going to be a fantastic main event. Just because Braun Strowman is in there with the Green Brock Lesnar. Good times coming up ahead. I will be uh, listening to Matchbox Twenty in Indianapolis. I have an open invitation to go to No Mercy. To the show. Oh, is No Mercy in the Los Angeles area? It is at Staples Center. Whoa. This is, did you know this is the 13th No Mercy event? I did not. They have had so many No Mercies. People are calling this a B show. Hell, this is an A show. No Mercy's been around forever. It was the title of a goddamn video game. One of the best video games of all time, if I remember correctly. I don't actually know if any of that's true. I think they loaded this up because Los Angeles hadn't, hasn't gotten one of the big four or at least the big three. Yeah. They cut them out of since, SummerSlam. Since they, yeah. Since they left mm-hmm. uh, SummerSlam. WWF. No mercy was indeed a video game for N64. It was the good one. It was yes, the it good was. one. It was the great one. Still modded today. Oh, I got a whole 9.5 out of 10. From Game Informer. I want to shame the company that thought it was a shitty game. Let's see if there was a bad review of WWF No Mercy. Uh, We got got 9.5. No, it didn't. I mean, it's uh, Nintendo Power Magazine gave it a 7.3, you fuckers. How dare you? I hope you're out of business. Nintendo Power also has an agenda, so... Oh, ooh, Nintendo Power is indeed out of business, probably because of their shitty review system. Yes. Bye. Hey, remember half an hour ago when we were confusing Pedro Baez with Javier Baez? <laughs> yes, yes. It was literally inside baseball. Uh, let's talk about this Intercontinental title match. Jason Jordan, will he become the champion or will the Miz's excellent reign as Intercontinental champion continue? Because the the Miz, the last like four title reigns he's had... He's been the best part of these shows. The Miz is fantastic. He was in the main event segment the other week, and now he's he wasn't in the main event segment this week on the Go Home Show. The Miz is excellent. I don't care who he feuds with. The Miz should headline WrestleMania. Sorry, Emma, you're out. The Miz is in. I agree. The Miz is excellent, but he's not winning this match. I don't think. I think it's Jason Jordan's time, huh? Well, I think it's a natural progression of story. You 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 have him lose to Cena, you have him lose to Roman. Now he's up against the Miz, a guy who you know, uh, he's had programs about him being how soft he is. So I think you have Jason Jordan beat him. I think he's the guy to beat. And I don't and I think Miz will make him look good. So Miz will um, make him look excellent and especially if yeah. Jason Jordan can get the win with that uh crummy Bo Dallas and that dastardly Curtis Axel lurking at ringside. Mm. I don't like those odds for JJ. 
double J. What do you, what do you think? I think uh, I think Jason Jordan's going to lose. I think the whole okay. idea has been Jason Jordan gets you know a couple steps forward, and then he loses, loses. I I think the Miz is going to retain on this one, and we still have one more Raw pay per view before Survivor Series. We could still have a Jason Jordan victory later on. Uh, yeah, I, you I like know the what? I'm going to I'm going to backtrack. Back. I think Miz oh, wins the I, first ooh, one. Ooh, did I change your mind? Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. I think I think they like having Miz in there to to be able to talk because Jason Jordan's not the best talker in the world. So I think that I think they think that the uh, way to get Jordan over is that to chase Miz down and eventually beat him. Yeah, he's not. He he makes the fans want to boo and turn away and cry out of tears of cringe when he talks. It's no good. He was nice and intense though in the main event match of this week's Raw. He was very good in the ring. You forget about all the outside stuff. Uh, but the Miz has been carrying this one. I think the Miz wins this one, and we might have a rematch, or the Miz might go on to something else. I don't know. Jason Jordan might go on to something else. Could keep seeing this progression where he like takes that one leap, but he can't quite close the deal. And maybe Kurt Angle has to give him some other other turnaround matches. Maybe he puts him in a tag team for a little bit. And then we all can say, hey, Kurt Angle, guess what? You took him away and ripped him out of a tag team. What the fuck? <laughs> Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Nia Jax, and Emma in a fatal five-way match for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, it is not yet Nia Jax's time. I think Alexa Bliss keeps it. With the return of Sasha Banks and Bailey, though, as friends in that main event segment, it seems very odd that they would not be integral, integral in the title picture here coming integral, soon. Integral, yes. Integral, integral. I'm kidding, integral. <laughs> integral, integral. I uh, I don't know what to expect out of these because I can almost see them doing a four-way, you know, everyone but Emma at the next Raw pay-per-view. And then you obviously have your four-on-four Survivor Series women's match at the uh, at the Survivor Series. You'll have to bring up a couple of ladies. You'll have Asuka by then. And that's, that's another thing. Asuka's coming up soon, too. Could it be Nia Jax's time? Is Asuka the one? Is her first test going up against Nia Jax? And then what the hell happens with Bailey and Sasha Banks? I don't know. There's a lot of questions going into this match. The only answer I know for sure is that Emma is not going to win. Yeah, that's the weird thing because up until the uh, the Bailey return and the triple team of Nia, I thought the reason that they put the Emma loss first before building up this entire program was because they'd give it to Emma in the four way, <laughs> and then on the Monday afterwards they'd have Nia beat her one on one. That was my thing. They, they, give, they give Emma that one day title mm, reign. Oh look, yeah, I've been crowned the queen, yeah, and then they just mm, yank it away, just mm, to jerk her around. Yeah, jerk her around big time. Uh, um, I don't think that's happening. I, I do think Nia wins this. I think that the next program after that is a three-way where she ends up beating both Bailey and Sasha, and then that leads to an Oscar program. Yeah, I just don't know who's going to step up. You got Oscar coming. It doesn't seem likely that Oscar would wrestle at the next Raw pay-per-view. What is the next Raw pay-per-view even called? Clash of Champions. Is it cla- no, that's in December. That's in December. Okay. So we have let's uh let's think. Is it Backlash? Is it Breaking Ground? Is that I don't know what it could be. Let's see. Let's see. No Mercy Hell. Ooh. TLC. 
is in October now. Tables, ladders, and chairs. That would be just like WWE, right? Asuka coming back from a broken collarbone or a collarbone injury, not necessarily broken. A collarbone injury to wrestle in some type of ladder match in her first match on Raw because why the hell not? <laughs> yes, that's where the Raw <laughs> ladies, women in the bank is, or money in the bank is going to be. Mm-hmm. Women in the bank. Yeah, money in the bank will be. They're going to give Asuka versus Nia Jax quite the reception there in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're setting up everything oh so correctly. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, yes. Uh, pick one. Pick a winner. Nia Jax. Nia Jax is your winner. I don't know who's going to win. Nia Jax seems the most likely. <laughs> Alexa Bliss seems the most likely, actually. I would put Nia second with Sasha third with Bailey and Emma tied at zero percent chance that's where i would go neville versus enzo amore i was giving a uh listening representation no listening (laughs) oh it'd be the only thing dramatic in this program (laughs) enzo amore sucks neville is great the beatdown of Braun Strowman on Enzo Amore and Raw was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Does Enzo have any shot of winning this title? Oh, yeah, for sure. He's the new champion. I think he's winning. I he's think that's absolutely the payback. I think, everybody, I think everybody is absolutely wrong on this whole management sending him a message by having Braun beat him up. I think that's partially true. No, Two I, things can be true. Yeah. But he is the personality of this division right now. I think they belt him. Yeah, he's the personality of this division. He is. Uh, if you want to say other that. Than Drew, other than Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak is the personality of this division. Uh, Grand Metallic, you know, Grand Metallic coming in there after uh, Neville was getting a little bit cheeky with him, trying to rip off the mask, and Grand Metallic went all haywire on him. That was great. That was great. Grand Metallic is fantastic. I just wish WWE would recruit better talkers who can actually wrestle and do something because the crowd's turning on Enzo Amore. They are. He's doing the shtick and the crowd isn't as with him anymore. And you were in, uh, they were somewhere in California, a place where I would have expected. They don't see WWE as often as the East Coast. You would have thought, okay, they are itching for this entrance and they did not give it to him. Enzo Amore did not win them over. San Jose. San Jose, Jose. it's a hot crowd. They were hot for him when he was doing the NXT circuit. Now they are totally abandoning him. He's been booked as obnoxious. He's been booked as an asshole who's who's bad, who doesn't know what he's doing. He's going Mm -hmm. in there. He's he's taking cheap victories in the cruiserweight. He should come in there as as a champion, a winner. Like, hey, I'm on this cruiserweight show. I'm coming from the hot show on Raw. I'm the best guy here. I'm going for your title, and I should be a valid threat. And instead... He's an annoying, whiny little pest. Bobby Heenan would have some fun with this Enzo Amore guy. Yes. He'd also eviscerate him. Like he'd basically mm-hmm. do what Corey Graves is trying to do. Corey Graves is doing a not so bad job himself of just making this geek Enzo Amore hateable. Hateable. Noticed anything different with the SmackDown announced team with Corey Graves on it? Um, I, I've always liked the Graves uh, Saxton interplay. Yeah, to be honest with you, I mean, and and Phillips, Phillips is Phillips. I mean, he's got ooh and ah all the time. But other than that, uh, talk about a blessing though with this uh, with this concussion injury and the uh, concussion history of Corey Graves. 
we could have been deprived of Corey Graves had he, he not have been hurt. Striker here. He could have been a bad wrestler on TV, still in developmental, probably on Raw or SmackDown somewhere, doing Mike Kanellis type stuff. You know, just nothing I want to see. And instead, he's going to be the next great announcer that we talk about. Like, oh, I really miss Corey Graves. He's so great. Or he can be around long enough that we start to hate him, too. Could be either one of those. Hey, Jeff. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then let their powerful technology efficiently match the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. That's why we've been talking about them for months here on Shake Them Ropes. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within just one day. No juggling emails, no juggling calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. You can find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, our listeners here can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash shake. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash shake. One more time, try it free right now. Go there. Pause the show. Go there. Come back once you're done. I'm still going to be talking like this. ZipRecruiter.com <laughs> slash shake. Actually, if you're hiring, hire me. And I'm on ZipRecruiter. So just tell me where the job is. Hire Jeff. I'll send hire, a resume. Hire Jeff. Yeah. He's, been, he's been using it ever since uh, the sponsorship began. He's got to get out there. Yeah, Jeff, you may just not be that qualified candidate they're looking for. I'll learn. Please. Learn. <laughs> give give the me, man a chance. Get, get me out of legal. I hear please. a uh, I hear a relief pitching opening in Los Angeles has just uh has just come I'm up. A, I'm a lefty. I could do that. Do you actually throw left-handed? Mm-hmm. Wow. I did not know the things we learn here on this program. All right. I want to rapid fire through uh through a couple of these matches here. Okay. okay. Rapid fire the result. Neville or Enzo Amore? We both think Enzo's winning, yes? Yes. Man versus man. No longer beast versus beast. Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt. This is a regular singles match. They are literally making it known that this is the most plain singles match you will ever see. Finn Balor. Finn Balor, Bray do Wyatt. not pass go, do not collect two hundred bucks. This is Bray Wyatt's time. What <laughs> get out of here. Bray Wyatt gets the victory think finn's winning yes you're insane finn won the last one this is bray wyatt's time then we're gonna have the third match there at tlc and it's gonna be a a gimmick on a pole match oh god you're right i know i'm three for three tonight then jeff jeff hawkins is basically just uh, writing a paper on how right i am tonight Mm -hmm. um anyway uh bray wyatt yes Survivor Series. Bray Wyatt's an interesting cat around Survivor Series time. He's going to be in a Survivor Series match. That's his thing. He does not do singles matches on the big pay-per-views like Survivor Series. Uh, Every other pay-per-view, I guess he does. But Survivor Series, he's going to lead a team of some kind, or at least he's going to be on a team. He's got no followers right now. Braun Strowman's doing his own thing. Luke Harper and Eric Rowan are somewhere in AIW Wrestling Geeks. Uh... What's Bray Wyatt to do come Survivor Series, especially if he loses the program with Finn Balor? 
I don't. I don't know. I don't care right now. You haven't I mean, been, he'll probably be on a five on five. You haven't been like keeping yourself up at night when he was on SmackDown. Man, I just uh, I go to bed sometimes, you know, eleven thirty, eleven thirty five at night, and I think, what the hell's Bray Wyatt gonna do? It keeps me up until at least eleven forty two. This is not rapid fire. Let's keep going. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are defending the World Tag Team Championships of Raw versus Cesaro and Sheamus. That's right. Right now, Jeff, as of this moment, the Hardy Boys do not have a match on this pay-per-view, which seems counterproductive to why you would bring the Hardy Boys back to WWE. It's fine. Uh, Rollins and Ambrose retain. Rollins and Ambrose retain. Yes. Uh, Does it feel like we we're what one month removed, two months removed. Like we had the big reunion of Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Does that feel like it was a big event? It didn't feel like a big event no. at the time. And it still doesn't feel like it was a big monumental event. Actually, it feels like it's gone on forever now. And it's only been a month. I mean, they've, they've already run through cause they've done, they've done a Hardy's uh, tag match and they've run through both uh, Gallows and, and Anderson and, and Seamus and Cesaro. Mm-hmm, yes. Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, getting the victory. And then we got the big two matches here, Jeff. John Cena, Roman Reigns could be a WrestleMania main event. Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman could be a No Mercy main event. And guess what it is? Uh, Braun Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, who walks out as the universal champion of the world? I really want to say Braun Strowman, but I can't. I think this is Brock, and then Brock goes on sabbatical. Yeah, I think this is uh, Brock Lesnar, too. Uh, at this point, you know, when the four-way happened, I thought, okay, that was their out. Maybe Brock Lesnar has other plans. Maybe he's not going to be around for a while. Maybe they're, you know, we're still seven months away or whatever it is till WrestleMania. They're going to change the plans. They'll work their way back to Brock if they need to, to be in the main event of WrestleMania, but they're going to give the belt to someone else. Once that passed and now we have Braun Strowman on this show, I don't think there's a chance in hell Braun Strowman wins. But if they do it, it would be fantastic because I would love a Braun Strowman victory. I think the time has never been better to get a Braun Strowman. You want to get a green giant as the champion and not become a hated fellow on raw. This is the time. This is the guy. Yeah, but I think they may want him to be a heel. So that's why I, I think they may give it to him at TLC in Minneapolis. (laughs) Even better. If he's a heel, I mean, he is a heel. I mean, he does all these heel things, but the crowd pops for him. They love him. He's he's not boring. He's not getting bad chants from the crowd. No. So no, this is the point. This is the point. If Braun Strowman goes in there and wins, and then the crowd starts to turn on him, who would fucking know the difference? The guy's already a heel. Mm. It's it's not a Roman Reigns situation, is what I mean. It's not this green no. guy who's coming in where all the crowd just thinks, okay, this is Vince's guy, and I'm going to turn on him because it's not my guy. Like I would rather cheer for the Seth Rollins of the world or the Finn Balor's of the world or whoever the hell else. I don't want to cheer for this Braun Strowman guy right now. The crowd wants to cheer for him. So yeah. the time, the time's great. Uh, but I, I and, believe at this point with how late we are in the year, Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar's winning. The match with Roman Reigns is still happening at WrestleMania. I don't know how the hell they get Roman Reigns back into that because if he goes into Philadelphia and wins that Royal Rumble again, as we referenced a couple of weeks ago on this show, that would be, it was a disaster then. It would only be much more of a disaster now. And if the idea is to have him defeat John Cena and run through all these big matches and have great matches with these big names and win and get the fans respect going into Royal Rumble, that is just poor planning because that oh, no. won't happen. They, they're tone deaf. And that is the plan, I think. I mean, <laughs> we'll get into that in a moment. Because Roman's uh, going to beat John Cena. 
John Cena's yeah, Roman, losing. Yeah, Roman's winning. Roman is absolutely winning. And I expect it to be a good match, too. But the crowd, the crowd is going to be, it's one of those times where it's split. It's not going to be pro Cena or pro Reigns. It's going to be who can cheer against Reigns louder, who can cheer yeah. against Cena louder. I think maybe eventually in there that John Cena will get some popularity uh, from the crowd, some populist chance, the good chance. But it's going to be just who's louder against somebody in this one. And how dare you folks that boo John Cena? John Cena is the best you'll ever get. He's the best you're ever going to get. And you will be I'm missing gonna... him when he's gone. Easiest prop bet in the world. Prop bet. Do they do, Hit me. Do they, do they do the Hogan rock? Give it that time and wait for the chance to build and just kind of look around oh, type yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah. They did. They're Toronto. going to. It's not going to be that loud. No. But they're going to. Yes, oh, absolutely. They are. They're going to because John Cena wants that moment and Roman Reigns wants that moment. <laughs> and what a sweet moment it could be. What a sweet moment. That's your No Mercy ask. show. Yeah. That's No Mercy. Smackdown. Ask me. Gender's promo. Gender Mahal is, uh, let me get this right. I want to make sure we're on the same page here. Jinder Mahal, if I am remembering correctly, is a wrestler on SmackDown, yes? Yes. Okay. Then I, I, I think we're thinking of the same guy. Yes. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask his promo tonight. Did you see it? Who watches SmackDown these days? Glow! <laughs> I have to because I record a show right after. Oh, right Jeff, you watched the last two episodes of Glow. The yeah. season is now over. They are starting to film <laughs> season two here soon. Are you uh -huh. excited? for season two and then hit me with your highlights. I don't know if I'm excited for season two, but I'm interested in it. Uh, excited. It takes a lot to get me excited, but man, I really liked these last two episodes. It finished really, really strong. Was, was I right about Alison Bree's character? Like she just, she's this important that she's the focus of the show, the entire season. And then all of a sudden she's just, she's basically an agent for the finale tapings. I thought she kind of redeemed herself in, in the finale match, though. Okay. I, I do. I think she was really good good in that part, and, and she was really good in the finale, I thought. Um, no, uh, episode nine, the penultimate one. Um, thoughts? I, I love the running joke between episode nine and episode ten of Dr. Gene Scott and referencing him all the time and him being the lead-in for GLOW. It's an L.A. reference. Gene Scott is this was this terrible televangelist who would just sometimes stop his sermons and go, I'm not doing this until you, you give me like $2,000. And so he, and then he'd open the phone lines and he basically would tell people that he'd spend money on women and, and, you know, nice things because God had blessed him. It, it, he's, he's just a total Google him sometime. He's a fascinating fella. J just trust me on that. Um, Elizabeth Perkins was fantastic as, as, uh, the rich kid's mom. Uh, that was an unexpected surprise. Uh, she, she's, she, and she's great as that kind of character. She's great as kind of a bitchy character in anything she did. She was, uh, she was Tom Hanks love interest in big. If you remember that she was in a nice little movie called Indian summer that I liked uh, a was, while ago. She was the neighbor in weeds. I never watched Weeds, so mm, I would not know that. She was the exact same type of character as the neighbor in Weeds. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but but and then and then the final episode, um, I, I think I had that uh, that girl was Marin's daughter. I think I had that. I, I think I knew that going into like episode four of the show. Um, I, I really they 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 taped the finale at the Hollywood Palladium, which is a uh, interesting arena. That's where actually NXT would come when they played Hollywood. Uh, so, so that was a lot of fun. I, I thought, uh, I thought the show redeemed itself quite well. I thought those last matches were good. There was a little bit of a, um, <laughs> a little bit of a contrivance there with Machu Picchu, but, uh, you know, it's a little it, bit. You know, you, you, it's a dad bit. Yeah, it's a dad <laughs> bit. So I, I, I had no problem with that. Um, Nat- naturally, Genji Cohen hates Ronald Reagan. So you had that all throughout, uh, <laughs> but I liked, um, I don't know. It, it just seemed like, let me ask you this for, mm. for the ending. Ask me did, about the ending. What did, you, what did you think of the swerve and then the Russo swerve? Hey, it's <laughs> all about, it's all about the chase. It is yeah. all about the chase If the, uh, the wholesome American girl just wins. And you got to remember too, they, I mean, they taped what, like maybe enough for four episodes of the TV show. I mean, yeah. geez, it's not like they taped a whole lot of material. Now, I I watched the Glow documentary that is also on Netflix that goes into the original Glow, uh, but I never have and probably never will watch actual Glow TV episodes. So I don't know if they only had one match and then the and then a whole bunch of like talking segments or backstage, you know, character stuff or skits or whatever the hell they were doing. I don't know. But if you're, like, if you're going to have that many girls and tape that many matches, it seems like you had probably four or five weeks of television. They're going to have to tape more. This wasn't like a, uh, this was the debut of the show. That was the pilot, right? They taped the pilot. Yeah. They taped was the, the pilot for future. Yeah. Pilot of the show. You can't just, the American girl can't win in episode one. Everyone goes home all feeling good about themselves. No, you gotta, you gotta hate them for a little bit and hope that she gets her title back. So I liked I liked good. also they didn't resolve the uh the Ruth situation in terms of yeah you want to go have a drink after celebrating the great sure. match but now we're yeah. not there yet that, mm. I'm like there there's a nice little touch of realism that's right I, I you're gonna that. you're gonna have more uh more you know friendship building again next season well I'll we'll ask, see you, where I'll it ask leads. you does the does the abortion ever come up hmm I don't know if it has to come up that much more for all I know too. Yeah, I know Glow only, what, lasted four or five years? Is that accurate? Right. Not, yeah. not too incredibly long. I could have seen, this is the type of show that I could have seen a time jump in some way, but I don't think we can really get that because it's a show about wrestling in the 80s, so you got to kind of just be right back where you were. Uh, maybe they jump to the next year and there's whole different storylines and maybe we see people in different places. I don't know. Uh, but if they are just going as if it's still a continuous time period, then yeah, I would imagine the abortion does come up again. Not that, uh, not that it would make for super compelling TV. I don't believe. I don't believe that well, storyline. I, I think. Is the most I think it would bring up. Uh, I mean, given she's trying to raise a baby. Yeah, yeah. And and trying to possibly still reconcile. I, I'm I'm still not certain about that. <laughs> I don't know. Especially given the way that she kind of talked to her husband on the way down. So, um, you know, so I thought that would add tension. Very possibly could. Different um, kind. We we may not discuss season two on this show. Maybe we will, but I, I'm looking forward to it. I know uh, I know my wife is. Uh, she wants to see season two. She was very happy about season one of this show. So we she will continue to watch it with me. And if I didn't watch it, I really feel like it was uh, she liked it that much that if I did not want to watch the show again, she would watch it without me. I feel like she uh, she liked it that much. I think people like this show. It was funny. 
It was, it was uh, tugging at the old emotional heartstrings there sometimes. It was an interesting show. It's a Netflix show. Not my favorite show in the world. Certainly worth a watch, I believe. Jeff, what was your favorite moment or something you remember from the whole season? I just liked the authenticity in the in the training montage, the 80s training montage when they go to uh, Tyrus and uh, and Carlito and want to learn how to do better. And it's set to like some cheesy 80s style type song. And they didn't they didn't give it a wink and a nudge. They did an authentic 80s training montage. I really liked that. Um, I, I liked the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I like I like my my favorite thing is just some of the inside L.A. jokes that are on there and some of the locales that they shot at that I go, OK, that's kind of cool that they use this place for that and this for that. And uh, and, and you know, being able to explain that to people and, you know, like like I said, I mean, I, I popped for a Gene Scott reference, which no one will get other than people who lived in L.A. in the mid 90s and at some time. I was also a big fan of the authenticity in the show, especially Alex Riley being an 80s indie main event god chick magnet. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican jerk turkey sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican jerk turkey sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.